Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Would you support an increase in welfare payments in the next budget? Well, the reason we want to ask you this today is because Social Justice Ireland has called for social welfare rates to universally rise by €9 weekly in October's budget. The think tank has warned that the rise in poverty is inevitable unless there is also a rise in core social welfare rates. It's urging the government to equalise job seekers' rates as well for young people under 26 and to introduce a universal state pension. The current job seekers' allowance payment for those 26 and over, €203 a week. For those aged 25, it's €157.50 and for those aged 18 to 24, it's €112.70. Now, this is all part of a big pre-budget forum in Dublin Castle being hosted by the Social Protection Minister, Regina Darty. The group is proposing an increase of €5 in the living alone allowance as well, an increase of €20.50 in the domiciliary care allowance and an increase of €300 in the carer's annual support grant. I'm joined on the line by Colette Bennett, who's the Research and Policy Analyst with Social Justice Ireland. Nine euro a week, Colette. What is the justification for that? Thank you very much, Tara. Yes, nine euro a week is what we are recommending because essentially what we're doing is asking the government to stick to a commitment it made over 12 years ago, back in Budget 2007, where it benchmarked the minimum social welfare rate at 30% of what was then gross average industrial earnings. Today, that's roughly about 27.5% of the new average earnings figure, the weekly figure. And what 27.5% um, of that figure would be, would be a €9 euro increase. So essentially what we're asking to do is the government just to stick with the commitment it made already. Um, you know, when we talk about social welfare payments and we talk about social transfer, They're one of the key um, policy issues that the government has implemented to tackle poverty. Without them, our poverty rate would be 43.8%. It's currently at 15.7%, which essentially means that there are 760,000 people living in poverty. 230,000 of those are children. Um, we, We know for a fact that the majority of households living in poverty are single adult households, either single adults themselves or adults with young children. Um, so we are looking for, you know, in terms of equi- equivalising the payments for under 26s, we're looking to bring that up and to bring it up to the new benchmarked rate, which would be about 12, 212 euro. It, it makes absolutely no sense. It's both ageist um, and just nonsense to have a payment that is split in the way that it is. Right, Somebody who's many... 25 has the same amount of rent. They pay the same on the... On the bus, they pay the same. On the Lewis, they have the same food costs as somebody who is 26, 27. Right, but many so, people who are 25 or under are also living at home with their parents in the first instance. But just in relation to the nine euro a week, Colette, I mean, the government's pledge that they made, that's one thing, but that all happened before Brexit. Now, we have a lot of people who are getting up and going out to work every morning who are either not getting a pay increase or any pay increase that they may get, who they're also paying rent, they're also paying bus fares, maybe won't equate to nine euro a week. Well, those people, you're absolutely right. There's a huge amount of people getting up and going to work. I mean, our, our unemployment rate is now at around 5.5%. However, there's 109,000 of those people who are living in poverty and are getting up and going to work. And those people still need the social welfare system to pull them out of poverty. So again, when I say, when I talk about the social transfer system and its impact on poverty in Ireland, I'm talking about those people too. And the fact that this, this safety net is necessary. I mean, even with the benchmark um, for of 220 12 euro 
um, that's still not, you know, covering the minimum essential standard of living, as research would suggest. So we're looking for a subsistence level of payment here for, for the most impoverished households in the country. But many of those um, that, you, that you speak about, Kalesh, would also then be getting maybe housing assistance payments or additional payments that bring the amount of money that they're actually taking in and taking in, in, into their household every week up almost to the level or even sometimes above the level of those who are going out to work and are, and are working full time. Well, I, I don't believe that's actually the case. I mean, in terms of, you know, the, the housing assistance payment, what that is doing, we are paying a half a billion this year to a subsidy to private landlords. They're the people who are benefiting from it. The tenants have precarious tenancies, notwithstanding the fact that the new Residential Tenancies Act um, that's come in this year has increased some of those tenancy protections. Um, but that is essentially a payment to landlords, and it still leaves tenants in precarious situations. It still leaves families looking for HAP households. There are very few uh, rental properties on the market at the moment that would actually take a HAP household. So in terms of, you know, the subsidies that are there, those that are there and are capable of being used are only really being used to, to take people out of poverty. And that's no bad thing. But we are staring down the barrel of Brexit. We heard yesterday, um, and a rock this committee heard yesterday from the head of the National Treasury Management Agency that the only 100% certainty and guarantee he could give in relation to the Irish economy is that we're going to have another recession again. So why at a time where so much effort and hard work has been put back into building the economy to such a stage and we're at this area where there seems to be some form of equilibrium almost near full employment again as you say 5.5% or just a little below that actually at this point in time why now when we could be risking a lot more people actually down the line and maybe not so far down the line being back in receipt of welfare payments, why now hike it to a level that may prove completely unsustainable in 12, 24 months time, three years time? What we're also looking for, Tara, is an increase in investment because really once recession hits and, and you know, it, it is on the, the cards, um, whatever form of Brexit, once the recession hits, what we are going to need is increased services. So we should be investing in those now while we have the money to do so. We should have sustainable housing. We should have subsidised childcare. We should have an education system that is fit for purpose. We should have accommodation for disadvantaged groups like travellers. We should have you know, disability payments in place. We should have public transport in rural areas. We should have lots of things, Colette, but there's absolutely. only a certain amount of and money. The issue that I'm, I, you know, if we invest in those things now... Um, once the recession hits, the, the impact across the board is less severe than it was 10 years ago. So in terms of you know, what we are asking for is a benchmark, um, again, as I said, you know, complying with the government's own um, agreements to benchmark it back in 2007 and, and investment in services so that if the inevitable happens, the services are still there so that drops in income don't have the impact that they had 10 years ago. 2007 was a very long time ago. Colette Bennett uh, from Social Justice Ireland, thanks for joining us. Jason, you agree? You think that job seekers should get their nine euro a week? I do, um, <clears throat> purely because of uh, inflation. You know, uh, look, I, I, I work myself. I'm not in receipt of jobs. I, I've, I've probably availed of it once in the last 20 years for about two months but um, I think you know in, in league with inflation it should it should be increased because whatever money you get at the week whatever money don't get me wrong people should be still 
go through the rigorous uh, thing that they do where they have where they have to look for work and prove they're looking for work and stuff like that. Absolutely, get out and get a job if you can. But for those people that are unfortunate enough not to be able to get a job, I mean, there should be better um, supervision on people that are just won't go out to work. You know, people lying around collecting the doll and not caring about it. They, they should be clamped down on. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying free-for-all or anything like that. I'm just saying for people that genuinely can't or need the social welfare, then there should be an increase because of inflation. The price of stuff goes up. Um, right, but the price... I mean, Jason, you, you said you're, you're in employment. Did you get a pay rise this year? No. Do you think you're going to get a pay rise next year? No. Do you think you're going to get a pay rise the year after that? No. Is there a risk that in actual fact you may end up being paid less post-Brexit? We don't know yeah. what way the economy is going to go. Okay, that's a fair point. Um, I, I just feel that I'm fortunate enough, I'm fortunate enough to be working. Um, I'm not saying... I just don't assume that everybody on the doll chooses to be on the doll. That's all. You know, there's people on the doll that, that, you know, genuinely would love to be out working. And it's easy to say, oh, well, there's loads of jobs out there. Well, there's lots of CE schemes. There's basically people working for the doll. That's a manipulation of the figures. No, and I mean, I don't, behalf. yeah, and, and we have, we've seen evidence of that in recent years. But that said, I mean, you walk around any city, any village, any town mm. in the country, pretty much you're seeing signs up now for uh, staff wanted. And they're yeah. the type of jobs that we were led to believe years ago, you know, weren't there. So in other words, you had to be skilled. You had to be an architect or you had to be, you know, skilled in some way uh, in mm-hmm. order to get work. But now it's it's retail jobs that are there again. Neve, you're completely against this I, to be honest with you look I just think the clue is in the title it's called job seekers around you're supposed to be looking for work mm-hmm. if you bring it up it's going to be difficult and I just find it really tough because I have an 18 year old daughter who finished her leaving cert last Tuesday she applied for loads of jobs she started work today she's 18 and we don't live in a city we live in a small country town the jobs are there she's 18 years of age you know, she went out, she looked, she Fair point. battled down people's doors and she got one. And now mm-hmm. she's going to be working full time. If she chooses to go to college, she's going to keep working at the weekends. I agree totally that carers, people in who cannot work, the dis- people who are on disability and the elderly, I would give it to them tomorrow. They're the only people but, I was kind of thinking about, to be honest. Yeah, they totally and utterly deserve it. But I just think I'm not. Don't get me wrong, I am not slagging off people on social welfare, but the clue is in the title. Job seekers. Mm. You know, the, the work is there. You know, and I just think that if you want to look at people in poverty, look at the middle income. Look at people who are battling two people working, trying to pay childcare, trying to pay their rent, trying to pay their bills, trying to get their kids to the doctors. Bring in, if they have any extra money, can they do what they were talking about yesterday and bring in this generic uniforms and the free books because it costs an absolute fortune and there is no back to school allowance. And that's the point I think as well. Yeah, there is no back to school allowance for people who are actually uh, working mm-hmm. hard and maybe not getting that nine euro a week. WhatsApp us 87 uh, Neve is still with me. Neve, uh, before the break we were talking about this proposed increase that Social Justice Ireland are looking for for nine euro an hour in the budget. You were talking about your 18 year old daughter and how she's already uh, gotten out and gotten herself a job which she may 
pursue full time or she may just do part time if she goes to college. What do you think then? I want to know what you think then about this proposal that Social Justice Ireland have to bring up that lower rate of a job seekers payment that's currently paid to 18 to 24 year olds. They get 112.70 as opposed to 203 euro a week. Social Justice Ireland want everyone to get the same. See, I just don't think everyone has the same issues in life. I don't think that's fair. I mean, if you're 18, the, the vast majority of 18-year-olds aren't living on their own. They're not paying rent. They're not paying bills. That's their parents looking after that. This, Colette Bennett uh, you know, from Social Justice Ireland told us that they're still paying the same sort of rent. They're still paying the bus fare. They're still paying, you know, the same food costs maybe that everyone else would. Yeah, but I mean, if you're living at home, you know, there's there's very few parents, I know myself included in this and probably you too, Tara, if your kids look like they were hungry and they didn't have five euro for their lunch that day, you'd give it to them, you know, because they're, they're with you, they're, they're, they're beside you, they're in your home, you know, or you, you'd pack a lunch for them. Mm. You know, they, they have backup. I think people who are living out there on their own from, from 24 onwards or whatever, is it 18 to 25, is it? Yeah, 18 to 25 and then at 26 uh, the payment goes up. I think perhaps they should they should lower the age limit on it. I mean, 25 is very high. I mean, it, a lot of 25-year-olds are living out on their own. So bring it down. A lot of 25-year-olds are still at home with mummy and daddy. Oh, that is true. Oh, God, a lot of 35-year-olds are still at home with mummy and daddy. <laughs> no. But I think if, you're, if, if you can prove that you're out there on your own, then you should be able to get the same as everybody else. I mean, means tester perhaps. Uh, or bring the bring the the age group maybe down to twenty one, but because it, it does seem extreme. But to, I mean, twenty five to be only getting one hundred and twelve is very it, it is very low. I do agree with that. That's very low. But an eighteen year old, on the other hand, that could be just pin money for them. Or maybe so maybe me, maybe it's it's means tested so that if you are legitimately living on your own, you get the higher rate. But if not, you don't. Maybe, Martin, you maybe. think you think these increases that social justice are calling for are right? Probably are in the greater scheme of things. I mean, we're looking at. Uh, you know, other reports saying that the, the actual um, uh, basic living cost is heading up near 11 to 12 euro, um, you know, an hour on the basic minimum wage. And obviously, insurance costs and other costs, rental costs, are not getting any uh, any cheaper, uh, even though the HAP scheme's there. You know, there's a proportion the minimum, that the, the minimum wage uh, is still only just over 9.50 an hour. Well, yeah, well, I mean, that's a, that's government set. That's not, that very often means it's not even realistic if the government starts turning around the figures. Um, but what I'm saying is, is that, you know, there is a basic cost of living in, in Ireland, um, you know, um, whether it's 50 or 60,000 a year, keep your head above water, you know, that relates down to the fact that, you know, there are other ancillary costs. Uh, which obviously unemployed people. Pay there's a lot well. of there's a lot of people, Martin, who would love to think that they could, uh, you know, by going to work would get the fifty or sixty grand that you say is well, needed I per mean, year. Bernie, well, you, Bernie, do you, too. Bernie, do you well, think I, that people who uh, stay at home and aren't working should be getting this extra money? Maybe when people who are at work and are paying well, more I think, taxes. I think, the, aren't, I think the biggest. I think the biggest problem no, over I'm, here is. Sorry, is, Martin. Bear with me. I want to bring Bernie in here for a moment. Uh, oh, I'm going to ask you um, Tara, I just feel no. I mean, I was a 17-year-old. We all were. And the first thing you did was you got out of work and you got a job. It didn't matter what you did. There was no support for you. You got a job. I never thought for one minute that there was a dole or anything I could link to to get me some money while I was starting out. I started everywhere. Lots of my friends went to London. We travelled. We, we went where the work was. I wasn't allowed to have the, the luxury of saying, oh, you can go up there and sign on for a few years. You just go and do work. 
that's what you're meant to do. But I, I mean, do you, do you is the is the answer to that then that anyone who can't get a job in this country and we are near at near full employment should they just sod off and emigrate? Then is that what you're saying? We all had to do it. Like, I mean, I won't much more concerned about putting an infrastructure, proper infrastructure for our elderly, the people who are there with disability, people who are living on their own, better trust, better put the money to better use, make our schools a better place, education access to books everything that everybody else has said earlier you mentioned oh, you meant, oh, mentioned old age pensioners Bernie there was also a call today for them to have their uh, pensions hiked by nine euro a week I think Minister Regina Doherty has already pretty much poo-pooed that do you think the money should be going to the pensioners then rather than the people well, who, are well, I, at, who, are, who are out of work right my mum is 84 and today she had to go down and get her blood done in the GP practice and she had to get a taxi because the bus service does not link into her doctor. So it's seven euro each way. That's 14 euro just to go down and have blood done because there was no one available in the family to take her. You know, I mean, that's their, they have a lot of this, they have a lot of things they pay for themselves and they're happy to pay for it. But I think they deserve it more. They don't, you know, they, they, they have a lot more areas that they need to spend money on for themselves. You know, like maintaining, uh, getting heating, lighting. Um, you know, phone bills. A lot of them don't have their means tested now. A lot of them don't have access to everything that is supposed to be free. My mum doesn't have a medical card. She has to pay for everything. Mm. You know, so there is different services out there available to different people. Uh, and know, so many demands there. on all of them, Bernie, that really the government, I think, are between a rock and a hard place. I wonder, will it be the squeeze middle who wins out when it comes back to auction politics again? But uh, of course, we have the budget in October. We have Brexit probably in the same month as well. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.